Speculation abounds concerning what actually happened there, and over time the tales have gotten taller. The 24-year-old Hickok had been driving freight wagons and coaches along the Santa Fe Trail for Russell, Majors, and Waddell, the parent company of the Pony Express, until he got into a tussle with a bear. When his shot ricocheted off the bear's head, Hickok wrestled it and cut its throat, but not before that bear inflicted some serious damage. While recuperating, Hickok did odd jobs at the relay station, tending to horses and wagons, for station manager Horace Wellman. Hickok lived with Wellman and Wellman's wife, Jane, in the station's small cabin, which had been built on land Wellman purchased from a local rancher named David C. McCandless. McCandless was an ornery fellow who insisted on derisively calling Hickok Duckbill, supposedly a reference to his large, narrow nose and protruding lips and another name that didn't stick. Naturally, being made fun of did not sit well with Hickok. One day, McCandless showed up at the station with his son, Monroe, and two members of his gang, demanding his land back because Wellman was late on his payments. But once again, another version of the story says that the real reason McCandless showed up concerned the affections of a young woman who had taken a liking to Hickok. McCandless stood outside the cabin, and began haranguing Hickok and the Wellmans, possibly ordering them off his land. A blanket had been hung inside the cabin, most likely to provide some privacy, and both Hickok and Wellman stepped behind it. One of them, it never was quite clear which, took a hawk and rifle off the wall and fired once through the blanket into McCandless's chest. He fell dead on the ground. McCandless's men, James Woods and James Roberts, went for their guns. Woods rushed the cabin, but Hickok pulled his colt and wounded him, allowing Jane Wellman to finish him off with her sharpened garden hoe. Hickok fired again through the door, this time hitting Roberts, who stumbled off into the woods. Hickok pursued him and came out alone. Monroe McCandless ran off untouched. Civilization was coming to the West, and three dead men now required a legal hearing. Four days after the shootout, Hickok and Horace Wellman were on trial. McCandless had come to Nebraska from North Carolina, so in addition to being a bully, he was thought to be pro-Confederate. Wellman and Hickok claimed they had been defending company property, and the circuit judge agreed with them. But as soon as the verdict was rendered, Hickok packed his saddlebags and left Rock Creek to join the war. The first battle of the Civil War, First Bull Run, had just begun at Manassas, Virginia. By 1867, stories of Daring Do in the West were thrilling readers in the big cities. In February of that year, journalist George Ward Nichols published a long illustrated article entitled Wild Bill in the popular Harper's New Monthly magazine. In this wildly exaggerated article, McCandless shows up at the station with his gang of reckless, bloodthirsty devils who would fight as long as they had the strength to pull the trigger. By the time the shooting ended, Hickok had dispatched McCandless and ten of his men. The hair-raising story introduced a fighting man to a post-Civil War American public searching desperately for a hero.